0: So look, yep. last week we were talking about Oberon class submarines and how good we are with submarines. Well, how good we should be with submarines.
1: Yeah, strangely we're not that good. Well,
0: we are. I mean we just I just don't, don't know, have them. Remember I mentioned last week there was the mini sub in yep. in the War Memorial. You know how have you been to see it lately?
1: No, I mean, when was the last time I went to
0: Canberra? Gosh, yeah, not, not going to a that at any time yep. soon. Yeah, well, you, you see it now, and it's in the big back annex, and it's this mm. beautiful display. When I was a kid, it was sitting outside in a couple of concrete blocks, and we used to climb all over <laughs> it. Right? Seriously, you could Correct. you could crawl all over this thing, and you. Yep. This massive thing held two guys and managed to sink a couple of ships in Sydney Harbour. Submarines are a really, really effective weapon. The problem with submarines is they're really freaking expensive to build. Yeah, they would be. So when Australia announced that they were going to launch or create these new submarines with uh, with France, everyone was like, going, oh, geez, I don't know. And then, of course... Scott Morrison bounces up at 7 o'clock in the morning and announces orcs, I like to call it. Orcus. Yeah, orcus. I just call it orcs, mate, because it's totally orcs. It's really, really (laughs) awkward what's happened. In one fell swoop, Scott Morrison has Hmm. literally sunk our submarine program and pretty much our diplomatic relationship with most of the world. You want to talk about it? Do I? This is going to be great.
1: You're listening to I Spy, the past its use-by-date submarine of Australian intelligence.
0: Oh, oh no, no, it's still good. It'll last. It's good.
1: Are you sure about that?
0: Oh, it really is a bit rank, but you know what? We'll make do. We have to. That's all we've got.
1: Hello, I'm Michelle Stevenson, and I'm here with David Callan, and this app, we're going to talk about kind of something that was announced out of left field yep. and took the world... Well, Australians, by storm. It was pretty much much ado about nothing, some would say. It's AUKUS.
0: AUKUS. The Australian United Kingdom, United States something announcement. See, that was the thing. (laughs) There's no treaty. There's no contract. There's there's not a lot of it. It was like almost like... Biden and Johnson went oh god let's let's make an announcement let's to keep throw this them idiot a bone. happy.
1: Well, I mean to be honest, we do know what this was really about and it was about China.
0: Well, it's about China, but let's let's break this down into portions here, right? First and okay. foremost is we're going to get some new submarines. According to Scott Morrison, we're going mm-hmm. to get some new submarines, only we're not as sure exactly sure what kind of submarines we're going to get. They're going to be nuclear, which is strange because we don't have a nuclear industry to support them, but they're going to be nuclear, but we're not sure what kind of nuclear, and we're not sure when we're going to get them or how much right. they're going to cost. But that's okay because now we're friends with America and the UK. Okay, again, despite the fact that France, Germany, Malaysia, Indonesia... China, pretty much everyone else on the planet kind of hates us at the moment. So it's an absolute train wreck of a, an idea.
1: But let's let's be honest, the deal with France was kind of not a very good deal to begin with. It, it was There was delays on delays on delays. It was going over budget. We were paying the money. We weren't getting very far. And now we are, well, apparently, we are going to get nuclear-powered subs delivered around the same time as the diesel ones were about okay, to. Okay,
0: now let me, just, let me correct a few things there. Um, the French subs we were going to get are called shortfin barracudas. They right. were nuclear sub- submarines that the Australians insisted had to be conventional diesel electric. Ooh, uh, there you right, go. So that was one. We bespoke them to create a submarine that wasn't the right kind of submarine that we were building. The other thing about it is they started building their own in two thousand and seven, and their first bar their French were building their own in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. They was meant to be commissioned. The first one was commissioned in twenty twenty. The target was. 2007, and it will be fully operational this year, hopefully. That's the first one the French are building without any of the bespoke stuff that the Australians demanded for. So it's 14 years from the drawing board to the ocean. And we have Mm -hmm. to go back to the drawing board with these ones. We had to. It built by the Naval Group. It was being built kind of in Adelaide, though nothing was being done. So that was it. Now, the first one that we were going to get from the French was meant to go into construction in 2023. So there was no reason for anything to be built yet. That wasn't part of the plan. So right. the whole idea that the French were dicking around, kind of true, but they were kind of still on, they were on target for what they were meant to do. So, so essentially Australia's turned around and said, right, we're going to, adopt that and move on to a UK or US sub, and we don't know what kind. Now, okay. he- here's the thing about the US and the UK subs. US subs, the choices would be the Virginia class, probably not. The Virginia class, it's an older sub. The Seawolf. That's an older sub. Or the Los Angeles. They're all attack class submarines. And that's what we'd probably get is an attack class. Because the other one is the Ohio, which is a ship submersible ballistic nuclear sub. Essentially, it's a missile platform that floats around in the ocean. So that's the US subs. The UK subs, well, they were a punk rock band from 1976 (laughs) who had a huge hit with a song called Emotional Blackmail. And I think that's (laughs) kind of close to what's going on. I actually think that what's going on here is is I think Biden and Johnson are doing an end run around Scott Morrison to get him on board with climate change. But we'll talk about that in a sec. What the Brits have are the Trafalgar class, which is an attack, or or they call them fleet subs, but that's an attack sub, and then the Astute class. And the Astute class is another ship-submersible ballistic nuclear platform. So that's what they've got. The problem is they've got massive problems with their submarines. At the moment, uh, the astute class, they've got two that have not been on the water for the last three years because they have to refit them. The Americans have massive problems with their maintenance. They've lied to Congress about it to keep the Los Angeles-class submarines literally afloat. But a lot of their stuff is not in operation and their shipyards are below par for maintenance. Now, here's where it becomes a problem for Australia. If we give the US or the UK our money to build our... Our subs, how do we maintain them? We have to send them to the UK or the US. Now, one of the things they talk about with these new nuclear subs that we're going to get is the technology we get is the reactor is a capsule. It's modular. It literally comes in one big piece and you put it in, you never have to refuel it. It's a 50-year refueling, like if, to refuel it wow. is 50 years. And by then the reactor is dead in the water and you get rid of it. You you then have to dispose of it thoughtfully. Eg. <laughs>
1: and, and we know they will not. But yeah. my question is, you know, there's this, this whole other thing about where are we birthing it, where are we docking them, because we don't really even have the capabilities to do that.
0: We can't put them in Fremantle because that's a nuclear-free port. We can't put them yep. in Melbourne. I don't think Melbourne will accept them. Sydney will take anyone. I mean, Sydney, where, where the, the, the the Golden Harbour will take. And yep. interestingly enough, we've had nuclear-powered sh- ships. The Americans have brought nuclear-powered ships into our harbour.
1: Yeah. I don't have an issue with that. Look, we, we all understand and, well, anyone who has a little bit of intellect understands that nuclear-powered does not mean nuclear.
0: Yes and no. Um, well, it's, 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 interesting- not go-
1: it's not going to blow up or melt down.
0: Yeah. Yes or no? Um, there was a major problem <laughs> with not. one of the UK ships. They didn't tell anyone about this for two years, but they had a major reactive malfunction on one of their Astute class submarines. A couple like back in 2010 or something, and it was like, they like don't just don't tell Parliament. Yes, but also um,
1: 2010. That's like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Like that's yeah, a very long time ago.
0: Yeah, very long time ago. Now let's not forget as well. We don't have a nuclear industry in Australia.
1: Well, we should. We we probably soon will, and we probably. <laughs> probably should.
0: Again, that's another reason why this Clean could be energy. happening. It could be pushing us towards a nuclear thing. Only well, problem yeah. is the Labour Party have turned around and said we don't want this. Now there was a really interesting point made by somebody I think he used to be the head of the Australian Submarine Company or Australian mm-hmm. Submarine Corp. The, the guys basically t- has turned around and said, this is probably the most politicised thing in Australia. Right. The Collins-class submarine, a lot of people have problems with the Collins-class submarine. Everyone talks about how noisy they are, which is... They are. They, well, to begin with, they were a very noisy sub. One, there was a problem with the shape that made lots of noise. Water coming flowing over the body of the sub underwater mm-hmm. made a lot of noise. And the other problem was the engine was a bit noisy. Do you know how they fixed it? I don't know. Muffled it? Well, to fix the problem with the, the hydrofoiling, with cavitation it's called, is the sound of the water passing over the surface, they added a few bits of flaring and um, just made out of fiberglass or carbon fiber. Basically, Did they put a... You-
1: Did you really spend the last week learning all about submarines? This is all I've done. Yeah, this is what I hear. You went deep, 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 deep with this one, didn't you? And no pun intended.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I am dust boot at the bottom, right? Um, (laughs) The pressure on my my blanket fort, it's crushing. You can hear the blankets tinging, pinging as the pressure. Oh, my God. You were
1: saying words and stuff and things, like honestly.
0: Now, the thing is, so they put all this stuff. So essentially what Australia did to okay. its Collins-class submarine it to down. make it stop making noise under the water was they put a spoiler on it. How Aussie is that? <laughs> we totally bogged up our sub. The other thing they realized was the engine was making a bit of noise. Now, the way they fixed the engine noise is they yeah. used what are called anechoic tiles. Okay. Anechoic tiles. So essentially they built a blanket fort around the engine.
1: <laughs> so you they were onto put,
0: something. They put tiling in there, these specially yeah. designed tiles, to absorb the, si- the sound. Now, okay. the thing is, with a, a Collins-class submarine, they're actually a really good sub. Now that they've fixed all the problems, they had problems with the combat system, they had problems with the engine, with, with everything. But it's a brand new sub. It was a bespoke sub based on a Swedish sub called a Vasta It was based on this sub, but whenever you change something, you change its profile. Now, once they fixed all the problems, the Australian sub was brilliant. It went up against a Los Angeles-class attack submarine in an exercise and kicked its ass. And in another exercise, it got inside the defence loop of a major US fleet Mm. and sunk like three ships before it was destroyed itself. This was an exceptionally effective weapons platform. The problem is it's old. Right. And it has no range. And if we are to be expected to sit at the bottom of a sea that would be possibly south of China, we need something that lasts. Because right. a Collins-class submarine can last for about 9,000 nautical miles on the surface and about, can only stay underwater for about 400 nautical miles before it needs to surface to recharge its, uh, its batteries with its diesel engines. An atomic submarine, a nuclear submarine, can stay underwater indefinitely. Of course it's going to drive your crew freaking crazy. Yeah. Now the problem with a nuclear submarine is they're a lot bigger, so your onshore stuff gets to be more complicated. And look, there is a lot of stuff submarines can do. You can use them to throw like special forces in for very clandestine covert operations. In mm-hmm. fact, the Collins class submarine has berths for 12 passengers. I just did air quotes for no reason. I don't know why you're uh, doing that. Right. So these passengers are generally Navy clearance divers, which are effectively the SAS on water. Yep. Right. They're, they're special forces. So these Collins class submarines are good. Now, the problem we have is because we've broken we, we've broken the contract with the French, we need to make these things last. Now, there's a major problem with making our Collins class submarines last. Can you imagine what that might be?
1: Uh, maintenance?
0: Yeah. Do you know what the problem with the maintenance is?
1: They don't make stuff like that anymore?
0: Not quite. The gearbox and the electrical generator are both French made.
1: Oh, so we've really <laughs> pissed them off, haven't we? <laughs> so. Like, I don't under... And also it's cost us so much money to break this oh. contract. I just don't understand the whole idea behind it.
0: Essentially, it works like this. Australia really, really wants to align be itself part of with the United States club. and UK.
1: It wants to be part of a secret club. That's it wants what it to wants. be part
0: of a secret club. It does. And I think there are a couple of factors. One, the United States wants more access to Northern Australia for its military. It wants yeah. to be able to send planes and troops and pocket ships in Northern Australia, particularly if China is heating up. 100%. Right? So there's the China thing. This is a China angle that's really, really important. The other thing as well is the UK desperately want to have some relevance on the world stage. Since they left the European Union, they're kind of irrelevant. Yeah, they have a fairly decent-sized navy. I mean, they're a very effective navy, but I mean, really, everyone goes England. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. I, mean, I mean, they used to be a superpower, but mm-hmm. when we when we look at China specifically, I don't understand why we are so bent on pissing them off essentially. Like <laughs> the way I view China. Yeah. They they are soft flex. They are taking over the world, you know, with a kind of a soft flex nature by like, you know, the economy and it's um,
0: economics, yeah. It's not military. Yeah, it's
1: economics. Like they buy I mean, for example, they, they go to like Fiji and they they buy they fund all the roads, in, yep. like infrastructure and everything yep. like that. That is how they're they're overcoming That is how they're spreading their wings. So I don't understand why we need to then flex militarily.
0: Well, how else do you flex? what else can australia do to flex do we turn around like, and why say why do we well, even need to flex
1: help? like why
0: well here's the thing at the moment we have a government that's rife with scandals it's got yep. scandals coming up the wazoo it's um had a very very poor figures coming out of the back end of the pandemic problems with quarantine problems with vaccination we have a prime minister who has this tendency to keep everything secret I mean this is a really good example the fact that the french found out 1 hour before the announcement was made and yet the day before or on the day the french received a letter from australia saying we're totally committed to the this submarine mm-hmm. program and 2 weeks earlier our foreign minister and our defence minister met with their equivalents in France via a video call. Yeah. Now if those two weren't in the picture, this is really bad. If, we, if our defence minister and our foreign minister didn't know anything oh yeah they did and they were giving verbal assurances that we're totally committed to this submarine program this is an exceptionally bad look for this government but it also gives Scott Morrison the chance to beat the drums of war as he goes into an election that he's terrified yeah. that he could lose. Right, And I think at the moment, the other thing I think is really important is both Boris Johnson and more importantly, Joe Biden have been desperate to get Scott Morrison to the climate change table. And I think this might be just the little wedge they need to open that gap and get him to start focusing because it's really easy for them to turn around and say, sorry, if you don't have a net zero by 2050 policy, you don't get submarines by 2070.
1: I guess what i find so frustrating is the whole idea of submarines is neither here nor there we i mean is it a necessity i don't even know if it really is we kind of have been somewhat talking about it with the french But this whole idea that we must now protect ourselves from China, which essentially is what this is about. It's about China, if we're going to be honest about it.
0: There is a good point where you say, you know, they're neither here nor there. And again, through reading a lot of stuff and also getting people sending me stuff via Twitter. Thanks, at I Podcast, if you have anything to say. What happened was, uh, one person summed it up brilliantly. The modern submarine is the apex predator in the ocean for navies. Hmm. It was the battleship. For a long time, it was the big battleships, right? They yep. could just fire those huge guns and blow each other out of the water. And then, of course, after the Battle of Midway in World War II, it was air power. So it became the flat tops. It became the aircraft carriers. Now, aircraft carriers, it's really, really hard to spot submarines now. They're exceptionally quiet. They're very, mm-hmm. very, very, very quiet. And, you know, you're literally looking for a hole in an ocean, and that is a submarine. I mean, there was a – this is a great story. Um, again, a lot, not a lot of people talk about this, but I think it was in 2008, and a French nuclear submarine and a British nuclear submarine ran into each other in the Atlantic because they didn't know each other was there. Right. They literally had a head on. A, how difficult is that to do, yeah. considering the size of the ocean? But B – The fact that it happened shows just how stealthy these things are. And another thing to remember is they're exceptionally expensive. They're more expensive than anything else we can build, Mm. simply because it's essentially a spaceship for the planet. Because once you get below, what, 30, 40 metres, if you don't have some sort of pressurised suit around you, you're dead. So if you're going to drop to 200 metres in a tin can, that tin can has to be exceptionally sophisticated.
1: So once we have these submarines, alleged submarines, yep. With, yep. if we ever get them. Yep. What the fuck are we doing with them? Like, I don't, like, what, are we just cruising around? I don't understand what the point of them is.
0: Well, we'd no doubt probably have put regular patrols and regular sorties into the South China Sea. That's obviously going to happen, all right? Yeah, and um, that'll piss
1: uh, off China even more.
0: Yeah, well, that seems to be the thing we do these days, and yeah, that, to me it's frustrating because we there are better ways to do this. I agree. But the other thing is, and this is a really important. Here's a couple of great facts for you. Okay. Who has the largest submarine fleet in the world? China. No. Russia. No. Don't know. North Korea.
1: Oh, right. That makes
0: sense. Yeah. They have 83 submarines. Now, they're all conventional. Now, the Chinese yeah. have 59, I think, conventional diesel electrics, and I think it's either six or nine nuclear submarines. See, so we're,
1: we're never going to have a, as many subs as them.
0: Well, put it this way. China turns out one sub a year. So in the time <laughs> it takes for us to 20 build years. 12. 20, right, 20 years, probably. Well, it's just to get one is going to be at least 20. At yeah. least 20, oh, right? Oh, God. By the time we get to the point where we've got 12 in the water, the Chinese are probably going to have 150, 200. Because if they're churning out one a year, it's not going to be that hard for them to up production and start churning out two. And exactly. I mean, that's the really sad thing is all of that steel came from here. <laughs> all the steel they used to build, there was a great moment. I remember the Chinese. I've, I've got the photo. I can remember I was on the ferry and I was you know going into town and I saw this Chinese ship in the harbour. It just showed up in Sydney Harbour one day. Yep. No one knew it was coming. It just popped in and I just remember looking at it going, oh, China is showing us what they've been doing with Australian steel. So yep. the thing is, the problem we have is America desperately wants to hold on to its hegemony. It wants to hold on to its power and China is – in its ascendance. We have an exceptionally, I would say hawkish, president within China in Xi Jinping, and he's basically saying, we're the brightest and the best, and come at us. And essentially, Australia is the meat in the sandwich. One other thing we need to remember, and this is another point that everyone forgets, is Scott Morrison so- talks about how this has been a plan 18 months in the hatching. That means this plan started with guess who?
1: How many prime ministers have we had? No, well, it's know. got
0: nothing. No, it's Scott Morrison, 18 months. This oh. started with Trump. This was oh, a deal that right. started with Trump, right?
1: But it, has it been 18 months in the making? But, so, yeah. from what I read, there, a lot of people, a lot of commentators have said that this could never have happened with Trump, this deal.
0: According to what uh, what Morrison has said, he's been working on this plan for 18 months. That's what he said. This is from Morrison.
1: Did he work on it in his head and didn't tell anyone? Like, Who
0: knows? I mean, because, you know, he he doesn't hold a hose and he doesn't hold a pen and he doesn't hold a promise. I I
1: know that you have your issues with Scott Morrison, um, (laughs) so we don't need to go down this whole left-leaning way of looking at the world. But, like, I just – there are so many holes in this whole thing that I think – you could park a, a massive ship in it. You don't even need a sub. Like there's just so many holes in this whole in yeah. this whole thing, and I just don't. I fail to understand it. I fail to understand it from a foreign policy perspective. I fail to understand it from, you know, and a foreign economic perspective. And I fail to understand it from, you know, a protective perspective because you know the whole thing is like we're going to be protecting our backyard but from from who from what we're creating in my mind we're creating the drama the drama's not there we are creating it
0: there's that lovely sketch from or that scene from utopia where essentially robs hitch goes hang on we're building up our defense to defend ourselves uh, to protect our trade with china from china it's, yeah, exactly. It, 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 it makes no the, sense. It makes no sense what's going on. And look, you're not alone. Interestingly enough, I've read so much analysis, and everybody comes back to the point of, "What's the point?" All right? Because China,
1: China doesn't. China doesn't need to to use military might to what take our land. They're pretty much here to. Um, I don't know. Th- they have everything they need from, um, from our land as well in terms of like steel and stuff. So yep. I don't know what it is that they think we need to protect China from in a military perspective because economically they already have us. They already have us.
0: Well, that's the problem we've got: is they've stopped buying our barley, they've stopped buying our coal, they've stopped yeah, buying we our wine, them off. they've stopped buying our lobsters
1: because we were rude.
0: We were very, very rude. We we're rude, <laughs> and we probably made Winnie the, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh jokes at the wrong time. the the, the big problem we have now is yeah. if something does happen. If in the next five, ten years, God help us, if it does, if it goes from being a cold war to a hot war, and this is what a lot of people are talking about right now, is the fact that it's a it's just. It's essentially establishing a, a cold war in the Western Pacific, and interestingly enough, when you look at America and its military-industrial complex, it's virtually a jobs program. I mean, when we talk about <laughs> right. we're, yeah. we're going to get these great new F you know, these great new submarines, let's look at the F thirty five. We still don't have them on. We've got them, but we can't use them yet because the software doesn't work. Now, any new platform will have problems. Anyone who's bought an iPhone knows that. But if we are constantly buying military equipment and it's not cheap. No, no. One of the other points that has been made, and it's really interesting, is because of the problems with American and UK maintenance of their submarines, it's almost like Australia is going to be paying to upgrade their shipyards so they can be built.
1: Yes, they are. They're going to have to spend an awful amount on infrastructure to support all of this.
0: Yep. And we don't have the infrastructure in place to support it ourselves. So, again, no. now infrastructure is not a bad thing. We like spending money on infrastructure. It creates mm. jobs, which helps the economy along. But if we're creating infrastructure for stuff that doesn't exist and may never exist, that's, that's what I really find is quite strange about this. Is It's like, what's the end game?
1: Yep. So now we've um, pissed off the French yep. and now we need to talk through why that's bad.
0: So, one of the big problems we've got right now is we are seeking a free trade agreement from the European Union. Yeah. That's great. We need free trade. We've, we can't sell our barley to China at the moment, so we could sell it to France. That'd be cool. Or, yep. or the European Union. The only problem being the European Union used to be headed by Angela Merkel from Germany. Right. Great leader. She's now left. She's retired. And good work. She's done some great stuff. And she handed the reins of the EU to Emmanuel Macron. The French president. Yeah, not so, going to bode well, is it? Yeah. Dan Tian, and our trade minister is going to have a fairly rough time in Paris, I think. So this is the problem we have. We yeah. have a problem with free trade. We have a problem getting tra- uh, working on a trade agreement with Europe. The other thing we have is our nearest neighbor, Indonesia, has suddenly gone, you're buying what now?
1: Yeah, so and and we haven't really spoken about that, about the Indonesia part of this, because all of a sudden they feel very left out Mm. of the conversation, which, you know, quite frankly, (laughs) they are. And they're a little bit stressed that we're going to have these submarines going on in their backyard.
0: Exactly. We're going to have these nuclear submarines sitting off and offshore. And the thing is, one of the things about Australian submarines is they've got to be able to operate in shallow tropical waters, right? Mm. I.e., around Indonesia and the top end of Australia. So, again, this is a massive threat towards Indonesia. Malaysia is not happy about it. Japan has just looked at the French and gone, sucko, guys, they did it to us as well. Because don't forget, we were going to buy Japanese subs, but then, uh, you know, that was Tony Abbott's idea. And then, of course, Malcolm Turnbull went, no, 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 let's go European. It's more sophisticated. And (laughs) this is the thing we've got, is now we sit with six submarines, that maybe we can fix. We do have the ability, we've got engineers that work on it, waiting for new submarines that no one knows what they look like, no one knows what they do. And meanwhile, every one of our neighbours, even the New Zealanders have gone, geez, bro, that's terrible, eh? Right? (laughs) We've kind of become a pariah. And one thing, it's like that lovely gif of the two guys in Nazi uniforms going, do you think we might be the baddies? At the moment, we're in a really, really you know bad position globally.
1: Yes and for no real benefit at this stage I would say.
0: At the moment the only person that seems to be benefiting or probably thinks they're benefiting is Scott Morrison.